I'd been meaning to put up our interviews and all these other special talks uh, about catch wrestling up on some sort of uh, podcast platform, and I'd actually been looking around, and um, now I think Anchor.fm is uh, probably one of the best bets for you. Uh, you the inter- user interface has actually gotten much better. Um, it's free. They also have all these different tools, that, which I think work much better than they used to, uh, to edit and everything, so you can uh, put up a nice podcast, which we'll get more into later, so hopefully everything gets smoother later on. Um, also, they distribute your podcast for you, so it shows up on Spotify, Apple, uh, Google Podcasts, everything like that, and you can also get sponsorships. So uh, go ahead and check it out. Hello. So uh, we're live again, and uh, maybe I should uh, notify you guys uh, when I'm going to do it, just so more of you can already be here, but uh, it doesn't matter, because um, today uh, I'll just go ahead and give my thoughts on uh, like what I've been seeing online is, uh, I think, flow. So like the flow grappling and flow wrestling, um, they're building up um, an event, and they're trying to have like where it's like, uh, people who've been doing amateur wrestling uh, go up against grapplers, right? So uh, a lot of jujitsu people. Um, so they're also trying to do like some debates and stuff. Uh, so either way, that's fine. But I want to kind of make sure that uh, people, at least whoever's watching or whoever watches this, knows that the I think that grappling versus wrestling debate is kind of a, a false one. And if you're talking about mainstream or what people understand as mainstream wrestling. Um, and or grappling, right? Because in catch wrestling, since in professional, in that when it was professional uh, wrestling, like back in the early uh, 1900s, you know, late 1800s, um, that was that was like that perfect combination of the grappling and the wrestling. And wrestling uh, isn't separate like the way it is thought of today, right? So today it's thought of as like uh, freestyle, uh, Greco folk style. And that's what many people consider to be wrestling, right? Where there's no submissions, uh, short time limit, whoever can uh, do the blast double, um, the most or the fastest wins, whoever's the most powerful. Um, that's, and then also with the point system, that, that wasn't part of catch wrestling, right? Or at least pro wrestling back when it was real. Right, and so I, I I I can't do the kayfabe stuff, right? So uh, we're not pro, we're not a pro wrestling channel, so um, we're gonna we're not gonna uh, try to pretend that it's that it's real, right? So, um, uh, you know, as, as much as, as as much as I, I I like all those people, I know a lot of pro wrestlers and stuff, so uh, I love them all, right? But let's go ahead and talk about the reality of of the sport, right? So. Uh, so I think whenever you see this type of grappling versus wrestling uh, like argument, and I think there's probably going to be some debate or something on flow uh, coming up, maybe even tomorrow or something. Um, it's really like a, it's really not a true debate because you have one person who's going to be representing the wrestling aspect, not representing real wrestling, right? How uh, our, our, our slogan is that keep real wrestling alive right? Um, the catch wrestling is the real wrestling, right? And these other styles, granted, in, in history, there were different types of, like, folk styles, right, that developed in different regions all over, all over the world. And that's one thing people have to realize as well, like, you know, martial arts are not unique to one, uh, one region, one country, or anything like that. Um, martial arts developed all over the world, um, you know, for sport, for self-defense and all that. So uh, that's one thing you have to keep in mind. But with regards to what people are saying, that's like a debate nowadays when they talk about wrestling versus grappling. Then a lot of times what, what people are thinking of as wrestling is that folk style, freestyle, Greco, you know, and grappling, of course, would be more like jujitsu or whatever, what you might see, uh, people believing kind of like a jiu-jitsu wrestling hybrid with with regards to the rules of ADCC and stuff. So a lot of 
uh, jujitsu practitioners are, are considering ADCC uh, to be like a wrestling uh, tournament, right? Um, and basically, so that's kind of the premise here, right? So it, it's basically a false uh, debate, right? So because, you know, since real wrestling had had submissions, right? And there was no points, no time limits, right? So I think that's one of the main things people have to keep in mind when they talk about these kinds of debates. But of course, I think what they're trying to do is really build up interest and hype for their upcoming events, which is good, you know, which I think it's, it's fine. But the thing is, uh, say like if and when one of the wrestlers uh, competes and maybe if, if it's like, um, they allow submissions and stuff and uh, and what we call it what we would have called an amateur wrestler uh, back in the day right so if an amateur wrestler who doesn't really train in submissions and stuff and gets caught in a in any kind of submission where they have to submit right then all of a sudden you'll see a lot of the jiu-jitsu practitioners all over the internet talking about how wrestling's not good and whatever and like they can beat any kind of wrestler anytime or whatever so but the thing is that, you know, maybe they can beat some amateur wrestlers. And I, I, I think that's definitely not a, something that would be true 100% of the time, right? So, but the thing is, like, they can't, so going back to my original premise, it's just a false premise, right? So these matches might be good, but I think they might not necessarily be as exciting as uh, one would think. Because like you say, if we go back to Frank Gotch, right, his, in his time, um, he talked about kind of like these matches where it's like you have two different sports or someone from two different sports and then they fight, right? So he talked about like having an actual wrestler fight against a boxer. Uh, he says a lot of times these matches are, they make a fool out of the spectators, right? Because um, it's kind of two different things that are going on. But the thing is, say with catch wrestling, because there are submissions, right? Then that could be more of a realistic uh, debate to be having, right? So whether uh, I still really value the pins, right? And that I, I believe that's really how you can effectively pass someone's guard, right? Using that kind of, that wrestling pressure, right? It's that pinning pressure to get someone uh, down and, and keep them in place. And then you can move your legs around their guard um, or even a lot of these takedowns and stuff. Um, if you can get them down before they can try to sit down and stuff. So um, these are the, I think these kinds of debates are the ones that uh, represent more of the truer debate between what is better grappling or wrestling, right? So, um, you know, maybe we can, I'll, I'll see if we can get uh, one of my jujitsu buddies who's really popular to come in and talk about this uh, together with me. Um, but the thing is, I, th I think what, what people need to understand is that the real wrestling is the catch wrestling, right? So any debate that's wrestling versus grappling, you know, wrestling would be considered like the, the, the non-submission kind of base thing. Yes, it's marketing. Yeah, so hello, uh, Robbie, and I'm oh, sorry, I didn't catch you. Uh, I was going to call you Rudy. <laughs> Rudy, one, two, three. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's exactly what it is. Marketing. And it's trying to get people to watch, right? Hello, Alec. Um, so uh, go ahead and give me any of your thoughts about this. Because um, I think you guys, I think we're all kind of on the same page. And the goal here, at least for the Catch Wrestling Alliance, is to keep real wrestling alive. And so to kind of give you guys a background on why that's our motto is that's actually something that was written in a letter uh, to one of my good friends names Osamu Matsunami right so he's he is uh, kind of what he's like the owner of Riley's gym Kyoto in Japan so he was basically Billy Robinson's like right hand man he really helped him uh, while he was in Japan like you know uh, with a lot of his uh, daily life things, right? So, uh, so both Billy Robinson and Roy Wood, um, you know, really blessed uh, him or Sam with uh, they they allowed him to call his gym Riley's Gym, which was the name, 
or it was like the kind of like the the nickname of their teacher's gym. So their teacher was Billy Riley, and so uh, it wasn't really known as the Snake Pit at that time. Nowadays, it's called the Snake Pit, or it's known as the Snake Pit. That that nickname came later, uh, but by the practitioners, it was called Riley's Gym. And so since Osamu, uh, since Osamu, uh, uh, he not only trained with Billy in Japan, he would go back and forth from Japan to Wigan. So he was training for many years with both Billy and Roy. And uh, I've had the pleasure to train with him a lot and uh, roll with him, you know, like wrestle, grapple with him, right? Because <laughs> that's the thing. It's like, uh, you know, going back to that original debate, it's like the 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 wrestling and the with the submissions and stuff, that's all interconnected, right? That's all part of the catch wrestling. So, um, uh, so I, you know, I, I would just consider us training, like Sam and I, when we were training together, I mean, I you know, call it, a, you know, rolling or, you know, grappling together or wrestling together because truly the, these, when you're doing the real thing, you know, the real catch wrestling, I mean, these things are, these terms are kind of interchangeable, right? They all kind of can mean the same thing, right? Because there's still, there's still submissions in there, right? Right. Yeah, Alec has a good point there. So all subs are called potentially dangerous, especially, you know, in not in catch wrestling, but uh, like folk style and stuff. So um, the ref will have, when they see these potentially dangerous uh, holds being applied, right? Or so if like your arm goes behind your back to a certain degree, then they have to uh, break that hold, right? So, so anyway, going back to the whole keep real wrestling alive, so when Osamu was going to open up his own gym, because he's from Kyoto, right? Not, uh, he doesn't live in Tokyo. Um, he was, you know, kind of honored by Roy and Billy Robinson, um, and so Billy um, wrote him a letter, and he really wanted Osamu to keep real wrestling alive, and so uh, that's why we take on that same. Uh, uh, kind of like uh, that. That's our motto too, basically. So uh, let's get let's go ahead and get to your questions here. Is there a difference between grappling and wrestling? Uh, truly, you have to. That's kind of the thing. Going to um, uh, we think of. I think there's more of a difference between jujitsu and catch wrestling but they can all be under the same umbrella as catch wrestling, right? Or, sorry, the same umbrella as grappling, right? And uh, so quite often, say if you grew, if you grew up in a, say if you grew up in Iowa or whatever, where it's a big wrestling uh, state, a lot of times the folk style wrestling or the freestyle wrestling, uh, that is what people would consider wrestling. If you start doing some jujitsu or judo or something like that, then they'd say, oh, you're doing some grappling, right? So that, so, uh, colloquially, right? That's kind of like the connotations of the, these terms. But truly, if we if you go back to the catch wrestling, where the submissions are part of the wrestling, so the catch wrestling would have a very strong wrestling foundation. But then, um, with the submissions included, or they're 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 cognizant of the potential of the submissions, uh, then truly it's uh, grappling. And then also like. Wrestling itself, I mean, since you kind of, you know, you're trying to grapple with someone to get to, to pin them or whatever, truly it's all under the same umbrella. Um, but yeah, I would say there's definitely a difference between, say, like a pure catch wrestling and a pure jujitsu, even a, a nogi jujitsu, because uh, they're they're fine with being with being on their back, basically. So that would be kind of like one of the main differences, right? So they'll in jujitsu especially no gi, they'll be trying to fight off your, their back. And in uh, a lot of professional no gi, um, they'll also be trying to do leg locks off their back. Um, catch wrestling, we have leg locks as well. A lot of times you might try to set them up by uh, say, uh, doing a single leg, then making them fall back, you stay standing, right? And then you can kind of uh, go into a, the submission, right, the leg lock. Uh, we call it like a step over toe hold. I think nowadays in uh, in modern nogi, that's all the stuff, 
all the Japanese terms you guys are throwing around, like ashigarami and all that stuff like that. Uh, it's much more simple in, or the terminology is much more simple. The terminology is basically in English, right? <laughs> in, in catch wrestling, right? So it's, we call it like step over toehold, like all these types of heel hooks and um, uh, are just considered variations of toeholds because they all follow the same principle. So um, yeah, I think the, the British and then ultimately the Americans uh, weren't really uh, in so much into naming things or giving everything a name, right? Like the Japanese were. So um, that's why we don't have like, is it like inside Ashi, outside Ashi, uh, X guard, all these types of things where, uh, <laughs> you know, we have all these different terms. Uh, the wrestling isn't quite like that. Uh, let me see. So we get to the next question. Um, so Alec, so my, what's my favorite catch wrestling submissions? Really, I prefer, I do prefer pinning. So like I would, so when I go up against uh, my buddies and uh, doing nogi, um, especially if they do leg locks, I usually like to shut that down and try to pass their guard and uh, get to the pin and then usually actually one of none of i guess maybe it's not my favorite thing but it's it's not my favorite submission but it's one of my favorite things to do is to submit people especially people in, in higher ranked in nogi or in jiu-jitsu i like to submit them with the americana so they call it a top wrist lock um, in catch wrestling because a few years ago, and I think people, um, maybe some of you have might, might have watched this one video uh, that we did a couple years ago now where uh, that really famous jiu-jitsu coach, John Danaher, talked about like, oh, why don't we get rid of the Americana, right? We, we teach it to all the white belts and uh, you're not seeing that submission uh, finish a lot of matches in high-level uh, grappling. And um, yeah, it's, it's really one of these bread and butter catch wrestling techniques um, been around forever, so uh, that's why I like to do this. So, so I was I was really happy one day um, because when I was in Singapore, uh, I had a chance to roll with in this one class, uh, this MMA school, which I really really liked. Uh, so if you guys get to if you guys are in Singapore or if you go and uh, vacationing, uh, there's a really famous gym called Evolve, but then there's a smaller gym where a bunch of the people who used to teach at Evolve they've started their own thing called Team Highlight Reel. Uh, I think they're also associated with uh, Danaher's school. So, so then I had a chance to roll there one time and I made sure to submit somebody with that Americana, right? Or the top wrist lock, right? So uh, maybe that's, maybe it's not my, my most favorite, but it's something that I like to go for because, um, because some people think that it's not like a, the most valid technique, but I think it's still good. And, but yeah, you totally have to set it up. Um, you know, I think, you know, people are wise to it because kind of like what Danaher said, it's like, um, uh, it is taught from white belt level. So just, and just like chokes. I mean, I believe like nowadays when you try to choke someone, um, it's not going to be so easy, right? They're going to have some pretty good choke defense, right? So, um, these things that are taught from the white belt level, a lot of times they're going to be a little bit harder to get because people are going to notice what you're trying to do. So it's all about that setup and you, you should be able to, to still pull it off, right? All right, so keep on asking your questions, go to the next one. So it says if you're, let's see, if you're an MMA fighter, so this is from Vegan Games. Uh, if you're an MMA fighter, can you use catch wrestling as an, altern well, as an alternative to BJJ or do you have to train in BJJ? Um, I believe, in my opinion, um, you can use catch wrestling as your fundamental, as your foundational uh, grappling style. I believe that's the one that mixes best. And so, like, um, even my, my, my ultimate opinion is for striking in MMA, you want to do the Chinese kickboxing. It's called Sanda. This is what I was, like, a two-time national champion in. And so it has the mix of the striking and a lot of the catching of kicks and strikes and stuff and with takedowns. Right, so this kind of has like this top-down approach, and then basically once you take the person down, I think that's or kind of even a lot of the takedowns in Sanda are really similar uh, to catch wrestling. All a lot of them are actually virtually sim similar from when I was training in China to when I was training in England. 
um, just the setups are different, right? Because in Samba, you, you know, you're punching and kicking your way in, um, and the wrestling, uh, you know, you're, you have to set it up, you have to try to get wrist control and, you know, then collar tie-ups and stuff. So, um, so just the setups are different, but since you're talking about MMA, that's why I believe the Samba, because it has a lot of the catch wrestling takedowns, uh, setups from a striking point of view, is really really great and um, the catch rest so basically has this top-down approach right you start from striking take them down you can stay on top and still like say pass guard and all that um, uh, so yes but I would say yes you can have catch wrestling as your base style uh, but I would say it'd be good to be familiar with some of the way people are attacking off their backs because um, yeah, you'll still see say like you'll still see someone like uh, Imanari or and what's called Gary Tonham, right? So um, they'll be trying to jump into these leg locks, right? So you have to be familiar with that. You have to be, um, you have to use your wrestling, like your speed, almost kind of like your sprawl to kind of really put downward pressure and shut down these these attacks where they try to take, you know, take your legs out from under you by uh, they're doing an Imanari roll or, um, a lot of the Danaher guys are using what's called like a scissor. In Catra's, they call it like a scissor or takedown, or like in, in, in Sanda too, it's also called a scissor takedown, where maybe they'll kind of get alongside of you and then throw their throw their legs. So if you're like this, I'll throw their legs here and I'll try to take you down. Um, they're, like, I think Gary Tonin was able to do that in an MMA match in uh, one championship. So you'd have to still be familiar with these things, but um, you would be very, very successful in MMA with. Uh, and I'm saying, like, just with the amateur wrestling background, how successful uh, people are in, in MMA. Uh, but if you're uh, cognizant of all the that kind of pinning aspect, that pinning pressure, and you can do submissions, I think that's a, a better combo. And you can shut down a lot of these leg attacks. All right, so let's go ahead and uh, move on to the next question. Let's see. Yeah, John, Do John Jones is an Americana and Vitor, so that's like a high-level thing, all right? Yeah, Vitor, um, he almost got Jones in an armbar at the beginning, right? That's pretty amazing. Um, yeah, thoughts on old-time boxing and stuff? Yeah, I think a lot of times there was, like, even more of that crossover stuff. So, yeah, you'll see, like, if you go back in time, uh, you see some of these old records. And I think maybe we'll try to talk about that a little bit more because there's someone doing really good scholarship on catch wrestling history. Um, and I think since we're kind of talking about, um, since my, a lot of my experience also involves like not only the catch wrestling, but also the Chinese, uh, martial art history, um, they, there's a lot of overlap, right? So in the more ancient times, there was, uh, the wrestling matches were a lot more, say a little bit more aggressive, a lot more, uh, maybe sort of like kicks and stuff were allowed and stuff. And then over the years, the, they evolved to a little bit different, you know. Um, so I think we can talk about that at another time, but um, all right. What catch wrestling techniques uh, you think are most underutilized in MMA? I think cradles are super underused. Yeah, cradles can, um, cradles can help you to uh, get the side control. Um, they can help set up um, a, lot of, a lot of submissions. Um, uh yeah yeah you can you can shift the guy you can move a guy over a lot uh using these cradles you can basically stay on top uh using these cradles um you can even um you know set up like a lot of times they might they might want to try to get into side control with you so uh they'll get a leg in so if you have they have they have one leg around your your leg uh, so you, so if that's the bottom leg great and then if you have the cradle on the top leg around their head uh, totally fine. You can even set up knee strikes, right? Because you can, I think, from the downed opponent, you can still uh, knee their body and stuff like that. So you can really uh, do a lot of punishment to them uh, using a cradle, right? So the, they'll be, uh, if they get that uh, half guard in there, um, they might just be keeping themselves in place, right, for your other strikes. And then uh, when you get them uncomfortable, then you can let go and um, have, have your follow-up submission waiting for them to fall into. Hey Ty, how you doing? Good to hear from you. 
Is shoot wrestling different from catch wrestling? Is it a descendant? I, mean, I think a lot of these shoot and shooto stuff uh, have some kind of uh, relation because they, they're developed in Japan. Uh, so some have... Uh, so don't necessarily uh, quote me on that because I know some people are really sensitive about um, like, oh, I'm a shoot shooto guy and oh, I'm a shoot wrestler or whatever. So... Um, Basically, this is kind of what happened. So uh, both Roy Wood and Billy Robinson told me the same same thing, where it's like, uh, and I'm sure this is probably the same. So the three main guys were who went to Japan, uh, you know, Roy Wood, Billy Robinson, Carl Gotch, or I'd say Carl Istas. Right later, he he changed. He he took the Gotch name, um, but anyway, um, three main guys went to Japan. Um, at least according to, because I never met Carl, uh, but according to uh, Roy and Billy, they were like, we were thinking we were going over to teach uh, some authentic catch wrestling, but it turns out they really wanted a lot of the pro wrestling stuff, so they wanted us to help them develop that. And so um, I think these other shuto kind of styles were developed from kind of like this pro wrestling kind of uh, thing that kind of, that they kind of developed. Right, so um, that's why you kind of see all these uh, lock flow kind of stuff, and it's not necessarily what you would what you would have learned in Riley's gym uh, if you were one of Riley's students, right? So, um, but at Riley's gym also, um, he would teach people um, how to do like the pro wrestling style, right? So, but the thing is, you'll hear you'll you'll hear some people talk about oh this. This pro wrestling match uh, is the kind of like the professional res wrestling version of catch wrestling. I, I wouldn't necessarily agree with that. Uh, it's it would just be pro wrestling. Where they try to uh, use some maybe catch wrestling like moves, uh, but still be pro wrestling because right? uh, mm -hmm. it's not a competitive match, right? And so yeah, I would say if you have the opportunity to learn real catch wrestling. As opposed to some of these other things, learn real catch wrestling. It'll be, it'll save your life, right? Uh, do you think catch wrestling will ever be as popular as in Billy Riley's time? Ooh, hopefully, uh, they, so <laughs> hopefully you guys can also weigh in on this. So yeah, you can uh, comment. Uh, do you think catch wrestling could ever be as big as it was? I mean, so um, we have the one match of uh, Frank Gotch. Right, selling out a whole baseball stadium. Um, that was like a, I think it was like thirty thousand or over thirty thousand seats uh, in that in that baseball stadium. They put the ring out in the baseball diamond. Uh, do you think it can get that that big? Um, I think there's potential because I mean we're seeing we see all kinds of random sports on, on like on ESPN or whatever. Like you know, uh, uh, there's always a chance, right? Um, and we're also say like even with the Olympics, like you're seeing like all these kinds of random things you didn't even know were a sport, like getting included. So uh, I think uh, there's always there's always hope. Right? Uh, that'd be my official stance on that. And you know, of course, we're always working on trying to show the real thing and promote the real thing because I think the authentic catch wrestling is exciting. You know, like all, all the matches that I were I was in in, in Wigan, England. Um, afterwards, a lot of the people were saying how just like they were, at least in the way the British speak, right? Some people were saying, "Oh, we were living that match, right?" So they were, they you can get really involved in like this back and forth grappling, uh, and when you get two people who know what they're doing and you know who know a lot of these counters to the the moves and stuff, it, it's really fun to watch. So I think that's kind of what what also needs to happen where it's like we really have to also differentiate ourselves from these other styles whether they be descendant styles or like jujitsu like nogi stuff um so that people don't think like oh it's just it's just like jujitsu or whatever so it, it's not it, it's really its own style um so i think that's kind of part of the work that we have to be doing
if you do freestyle wrestling, wait. If you do freestyle wrestling, you're pretty much a catch wrestler. Um, uh, I, I wouldn't necessarily agree completely with that. Um, because again, like, um, you know, they, like in freestyle, there's a lot of like the whole parterre, you know, where you kind of pancake out and stuff like that. That wouldn't necessarily be um, a catch wrestling thing. You definitely want to kneel back up and uh, try to, uh, or you even hang on to, like say like a double wrist lock and stuff for a long time, and you, you move your body around to see if you can't finish it. Um, but a lot of the uh, the foundational moves would be similar, um, if if not almost the same. Can you attack legs with leg locks instead of trying to guard pass? Uh, yeah, yeah, totally. That's totally part of catch wrestling. And there's even, uh, even though this is a pro wrestling match, there's a pretty cool one with uh, Luthez. Um, he goes up against some guys considered like the like have this, uh, like to have like a really good scissor. So basically, that means like putting the person to closed guard and really trying to crush their ribs and stuff. Um, and he was stepping over like to to break the like to open the guard basically we can totally set up um uh your was it your reap right so you would uh, totally be setting up these or what even would be called like what well, outside ashi positions right so we just call it step over toho positions right so uh yeah you could totally attack the legs i personally of course like like pinning i think that that was uh that was, pinning was one of the consistent things throughout the the whole history of catch wrestling. Uh, and so a lot of times these submissions were used to get someone, to give someone so much pain that they rolled over onto their backs, right? So um, the, the pin has always really been at the core of catch wrestling. So um, I've heard Dan Hodge is a catch wrestler. Is that true? Um, he was a pro wrestler and one of our one of the United States best wrestlers of all time. He's definitely still considered one of the top ever. Um, and I think just because he did pro wrestling matches, I, I think people should not, um, you know, think less of him whatsoever. Because that dude is he's so legit, right? He's in the wrestling hall of fame, um, and just because he just dominated, right? But uh, he wasn't, you can't really consider him a catch wrestler just because he did pro wrestling. I think that's another thing too. A lot of people believe that people who did pro wrestling automatically, they're a catch wrestler somehow. <clears throat> that's uh, that's not true. Uh, but um, Dan Danny Hodge, because his wrestling fundamentals were so good, he would give anybody a hard time. And I know that um, he, I believe he, did a pro wrestling match with Billy Wicks, um, which is which who is an authentic catch who who would definitely be an official catch wrestler, right? Um, and they thought really highly of each other, and so um, I think Dan Dan Hodge probably uh, learned a bunch of locks and stuff, um, but personally, I wouldn't necessarily consider him being like a pure catch wrestler because I think he was more of a pure. Uh, like folk style and, and uh, more of like say a pure amateur who learned who picked up some of the holes uh, but Billy someone like Billy Wicks would be considered a like a pure catch wrestler if, you, if you're making a, a really like if you're really making a distinction there one they say luta libre is catch wrestling um yeah, but it seems more like nogi uh yeah you're right it's it, if it, it doesn't really seem to emphasize the pin so that's really that's if, if you already noticed that then that's one of the main distinctions right um yeah so you're right what is your opinion on catch wrestling organizations trying to make catch relevant again? I think uh, catch wrestling, well, just like our motto says, you know, keep real wrestling alive. We have to uh, do that because it's, it's very, 
Uh, it's very useful, right? It's a, it's a great standalone style because it has even submissions from standing, has take standing takedowns, uh, has all the stuff that's even popular today, like all the leg locks. Uh, it, you can find a black and white picture of someone doing a lot of these uh, like leg locks or even a lot of these positions. Um, uh, you know, you can find all these really, really old black and white pictures of people doing these things that are popular nowadays. It's been done and there's really nothing new. And so um, this is just that catch wrestling almost went completely extinct uh, because of, uh, we kind of talked about it um, uh, in another video, but it's like we had the Olympics taking catch wrestling and then neutering it, basically taking away the, the submissions um, and adding all the time limits and all that stuff. And so that evolved away to, and it became, and they changed the name eventually to freestyle, um, which was like the romance languages way of calling it. So just like how you say luta libre or whatever, um, uh, in French, right? And like luta libre and also in Spanish, uh, lucha libre, right? So uh, they just translated that into English, so like freestyle. And then um, that that is what became, and it was currently still, uh, still changing with some of the rules and stuff, but that is freestyle today. So catch wrestling, again, is um, a very valuable style. And so it's something that really should be preserved. Let's see, is there any other questions? Yeah. So yeah, go ahead and keep making your comments. Uh, oh, opinion on Dick Cardinal. Dick Cardinal is really, a great man <laughs> so uh really super nice um super healthy he's like kind of an example of if you take care of your body uh you'll be healthy and strong even into your 90s uh, so yeah don't believe that if you're older you can't do anything and you'll be decrepit that's like <laughs> that's just a uh like a folk belief that if you're over the hill and all that now you take care of yourself and you can stay strong and continue grappling and all that um uh so you're much older. And also, that say, going back to one of the things that Frank Gotch wrote down in uh, one of his books is that, um, the, uh, at least in his days, you know, who knows if you can take it with a grain of salt or not, but he believed that a wrestler uh, wasn't mature enough as a wrestler until he was aged 40. So that's kind of like when you feel like the, the whole mental and physical thing are just like so working well together, right? So, um, you, know, you have enough experience where you kind of know what's going on you know you know how people are attacking you um but you also have the ability to kind of uh, have to be more efficient in your movements as well uh yeah so let me see did billy robinson or carl gotch have any submission wrestling matches or fights that weren't that weren't works Right, so probably not pro stuff. He, Billy mentioned that uh, sometimes people would try to, uh, in a pro match, uh, kind of not follow, not follow the script, and so then he would actually try to, he would actually have to grapple his way uh, to get control again. Um, so that is something. But um, they also, uh, Billy also mentioned um, having private matches. Roy Wood also mentions having private matches. So. They probably had a lot of those that are kind of more private, so there's no real official record of that. So my question, so this is from Ty. Uh, my question was in catch wrestling do they do wrist locks finger holds small circle stuff um yes yeah so there is a lot of the rotation of like the wrist kind of thing that uh go on that can en enhance your uh double wrist lock right or your you know your kimura um yes there there is that is also in catch wrestling um but again sometimes like uh you know like if in a, in a match when you're rolling and stuff. Sometimes people that are that are wise to that, that know that too, that they're pretty good at defending it. Um, so again, yeah, it's all about the setup. So, but yes, that 
those types of things are there, uh, but in competition, you you don't want you know that's just barred like these tiny you know like the finger uh, submission stuff. Um, but yeah, you can totally go for the the wrist. Uh, that's totally fine. So wrist lock is totally fine, and then double wrist lock, of course, totally fine. Yeah, the the in uh, the other thing that was barred officially, uh, and that's that's kind of what kind of makes the thing um, or makes catch wrestling characteristic is the whole strangle thing. So what what that means is um, basically only two chokes are not allowed, right? It's like the uh, rear naked choke and the guillotine uh, that was considered um, by many like not not the it doesn't, it doesn't show, like, because anybody can kind of fall into it and get caught by it. it, it a long time ago, it wasn't necessarily considered um, the, the best way to show dominance, uh, the best way to show control. Um, also, it was considered, you know, by some to not look that great um, um, as a way to win, right? Um, really, the emphasis was on showing that you can, like, throw someone onto their back using these painful holds. Uh, and submit them with them being on their back. Um, so that was uh, one of the things. Um, but beyond that, you, you can do you can you can do a lot more uh, like a lot of these pain compliance moves. Okay, let's go ahead and see. You guys are asking a lot of questions today. Um, did the Gracies invent <laughs> ground fighting or grappling? No, that was one. Actually, uh, a few weeks ago, I, in, I interviewed Angie, who's going to be competing in the women's. Uh, catch wrestling uh, Grand Prix in September in Las Vegas, um, and she was really surprised, right? Because she found uh, somehow she, she found a really old catch wrestling book that was like from the 1920s, and then she was saying the Gracie Academy didn't start until like I think like I think the book was from the early 1920s, and the Gracies uh, weren't really a, a thing until like the later 20s or something like that. Um, so she was saying, yeah, it's like the, the evidence is there, you know, and also too, catch wrestling does have a, a much longer history. Um, so that, yeah, so that's kind of, so if you're talking about Gracie specifically, then uh, no, they didn't invent ground fighting. And so people have been wrestling for it, so whether it's even like uh, all these wrestling pictograms in some uh, tomb and or some cave in uh, Egypt. Right, so, so those are thousands of years old, and also too in China, uh, you, you, it's kind of gaining popularity today with the Mongolian wrestling. You know, I'm sure they've been doing that for thousands of years. Um, from Thai again, how long or how long do you hold someone in a pin? So in Wigan and in, in Catch Wrestling Alliance events, it's a two second pin, so you cannot too much time on your back you can you can actually do a lot of these that would consider with like in judo like these sacrifice throws we kind of roll onto your back and throw someone over you that's totally fine because you're not on your back for two seconds but say like we did have a match in singapore where someone set up um was called they try to do an electric electric chair sweep um and so basically they did that the whole lockdown position and then they try to throw their opponent over them. You know, by when they roll to their back, they try to throw them over. But the wrestler on top uh, grabbed their head and then based out, right? And so that, that actually kept the person from being able to complete their sweep. And uh, they were stuck there. They couldn't move. And so they were pinned, right? So, yeah, it's, it's really a short time. So two seconds. Let me see. I think the big reason why they don't like the guillotine choke is because a lot of times they're pulling guard on the back and then and then and then you're pinning yourself. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're pinning yourself, it's not good. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. So just kind of to restate that, it's like you. Um, you could totally like roll just just like in folk style wrestling today, uh, you know, especially in the collegiate level, you will see people trying to roll the person like you know, if, especially if they 
they penetrate and they get real deep in, in, in and they're trying for that double leg or whatever. They pull the person up and then they can try to kick them over. Totally fine. Totally fine. You can, you can do these types of transitions. Right? But just don't stay on your back. Right? All right. Okay, any more questions? Nope. Okay, so going back to the original premise, I think the whole thing about grappling versus wrestling is uh, just to hype things up, but they're both like grappling is really the umbrella term, right? So they're all, we're all uh, grappling, right? So even the amateur wrestlers. Um, uh, so yeah, it's just kind of a, a false thing, but I'm, I'm sure the events will, will totally be fine, but I wouldn't like to see, you know, like say if, a if an amateur wrestler gets submitted, then every jujitsu person is going to say that like the jujitsu is the best, which um, I wouldn't agree with. Right, so uh, hopefully you guys, uh, uh, you know, go ahead and let me know your thoughts on that. But hopefully you agree with me, right? Because <laughs> my whole thing is like trying to keep real wrestling alive and uh, catch wrestling is one of the best things which has submissions. So, um, the earliest book, so from, uh, from Robbie in England, um, earliest book from Catch that he has. So Robbie, for people who don't know who Robbie is, he um, goes around and uh, not only is he an avid student of catch wrestling, he actually tries to find some of these old uh, books, these old manuals of catch wrestling, which I, like, I do have a couple myself and they're, they're really fascinating. Um, let me see. So Robbie says the earliest book that, from Catch that he has is from 1915. Uh, yeah, so that again predates the Gracies, <laughs> and so just just know that like uh, you know humans have been grappling forever, right? It's even in the Bible, right? It's uh, in the in the Hebrew Bible. So that means like the for for Christians, right? Who call uh, who differentiate who use the term New Testament, Old Testament? It's in the Old Testament in the in the early part of the <laughs> of the Old Testament, right? So wrestling's been around, and even with the original, one of the oldest stories that we know of for mankind, right, is uh, the Gilgamesh epic, right? Uh, there's wrestling in that, like uh, close to the beginning also, right? There's a really long wrestling match between the two main characters, and they, they become friends after that. Okay, oh yeah, yeah, happy we can answer your question, Ty. So, Ty was thinking that you have to hold someone on their back for 30 seconds. Uh, no, no, it's a really short, two seconds. All right. And you can kind of see that too in some of our matches. We try to have professional uh, uh, folk style referees, folk style and freestyle referees um, uh, do that. So no one can say that I'm, uh, uh, that we're trying to like have someone win or anything like that. We have outside professional uh, referees and they know that pin. Um, all right, any other questions? Um, how is it true that you can win in uh, competitions like for grappling if, if you consider your, or if you say that you only do uh, catch wrestling? Um, it is very possible. That's the thing, right? That's why catch wrestling can definitely be considered a grappling style that can com compete against jujitsu, right? So uh, because it has not only it, it, because it's not amateur, I think that's the thing where it's like amateur wrestling uh, kind of clouds people's understanding of wrestling. And then also pro wrestling definitely clouds people's understanding of, of real wrestling, right? So um, you can totally... Uh, win, you know, in in jujitsu competitions or grappling competitions with um, with the catch wrestling thing. I think you you like I, I think I said earlier that you really have to definitely you should be familiar with some of these attacks, uh, especially like some of these modern things like uh, uh, like you know the Imanari roll and uh, some of the some of the uh, different leg trees that people are trying to do, um, but you could do, totally be successful. And I did a, before Corona, actually, last year in Singapore, I did a, a jiu-jitsu tournament, and yeah, I was able to win. It was IBJJF rules, so it's uh, it, it's not as free, but uh, knowing, and it has a lot of points, so uh, I was kind of, I tried to make myself familiar with the point system, you know, get your takedown, get your points, don't let them sweep you and all that, 
um, and you can totally win just by using like kind of like the whole pinning takedowns, pinning the person, don't let them sweep you and all that. And you can try to go for whatever submission is legal. I, I think you can't do like toe holds and heel hooks and stuff. So, um, so or I think maybe, I don't know, they have a lot of rules. They have a lot of rules. It's kind of hard to keep track. Alright. Thank you. Uh thank you for watching time. Let me see. Uh Alex, not sure about Chicago. Uh we have we know some people probably the closest to you. Is it is that Iowa? You have Anthony Pacheck who's been training a lot with John Strickland. He's in Iowa. I don't know if that's closer to you. All right. So yeah, there's some some old timers in England. So yeah, we're, so uh, Robbie's also trying to find other uh, other legit old timers who might still be alive. Um, yeah, there's so there's still there's still a few. It's not just like Dick Cardinal or whatever. Um, cool. Any catch in Las Vegas? Um, well. I'll probably be going there this weekend. <laughs> so uh, uh, we're going to try to do some stuff this weekend, to, like uh, some promotional stuff for the event. Um, so yeah, hopefully we'll be out there. Okay, so I think uh, maybe we'll go ahead and uh, call it for today. So keep keep commenting. Uh, let us know what, you, what else you'd like to talk about. I think that was a really good talk. It was really great talking with you guys. Really appreciate everybody. Um, you know, just keep on asking those questions. Oh, let's see, got another one. Uh, is there ever a catch wrestling tournament near Pennsylvania? We, we've actually been in touch with people out there. Um, let's see what we can do. Uh, especially, yeah, it'd be great to do one near uh, Penn State, right? I think, I think uh, out of all the, the amateur teams, right, Penn State is really doing, or a, lot, a lot of Penn State's wrestlers move a lot, a lot, fluidly like a uh, catch wrestler uh, they have a lot of good submissions or not sorry they have a lot of good transitions but in catch wrestling you, you can use those transitions to get into submissions all right okay so keep on commenting thanks for watching